When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Gareth Morgan from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things Manchester United. They are in action in the Europa League tonight, although we don't really need to talk about that. We'll take quite the collapse for them to not go through. Uh, instead, let's talk about the things they need to do this summer and start, Gareth, with the obvious one. Uh, congratulations on the finishing position in the Premier League. But Jaden Sancho feels like the most important thing in Man United fans' worlds right now. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, you, you had me panicking there for a second because you said congratulations and I thought you were going to follow up by saying, oh, we've just signed Jaden Sancho. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it changes everything. I'm so happy. Um, no, he's definitely uh, number one. Top of the list right now. It's been well documented. I was, I was literally watching Sky Sports news this morning, and uh, United have just been really open with it, like for the most part, like with with sources and everything else. That he is their number one target. But my big fear, I'm just getting whiffs of the typical, uh, I don't know, David Moyes, mm-hmm. Van Hal era of things where we go in for these big names. There's all this focus, there's all this attention, and it keeps getting prolonged week after week. You look at teams like City. Getting the business done now. They've just brought in uh, Ferran Torres, I think it is, uh, a guy that I tend to uh, sign often on FIFA. <laughs> and, uh, people like Chelsea. Chelsea have sorted everything out. They've got some world-class players and they're looking like they're going to bring in, what's his name as well? Um place of Bayer Leverkusen. I can't think what his name is now. Oh, yes, I know you mean. Uh, Kai Havertz. Uh, yeah. Looking like they're bringing him in as well. So it's, I'm getting a few whiffs of that, which... Any United fan knows we, we've, we've been burned a few times in the last couple of years. We've, we've been in for these uh, people like Thiago Alicantara. Again, we linked with him again. He's <laughs> he's a player that I would have loved maybe three or four years ago when he was uh, looking like a young up and comer and he was starting to boss midfield. But now it's looking like he's he's well he's surplus to requirements at Bayern Munich, which I don't want. I don't want another situation where you bring somebody like Bastian Schweinsteiger in and you bring in players in when they're starting to get rejected by these big clubs. We're, we're Man United. We still need to be drawing in these players that are either coming into the prime or are currently in the prime. Mm. So that's something we need to focus on. Uh, casual uh, fans or just fans of the Premier League, like myself, would, would adore uh, Jane Sancho in the Premier League. Uh, interesting that Dortmund have put a sort of uh, timetable on this saying that they want to sort of start their preparations for next season so the deal needs to be done I believe around the 10th of August which only gives you a few more days uh, the rumours I've heard 
are 100 million. That is with the price tag they've put on him. Wages obviously could well be an issue. And they don't want to get their fingers burned like Sanchez and have to go back and renegotiate contracts with De Gea or Rashford. But do you think they will manage to, to get their man? Because it's like you say, it's been a case of nearly or a case of United going, well, we tried. And yet, I don't know, I, I feel with Solskjaer at the helm, things might be slightly different. You'd like to think that. Um, I believe I was, I was watching a podcast with Gary Neville uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he made a point about right now with it with the current state of things, what's going on in the world right now. That not not many huge clubs have these big pots, these big uh, funds to draw back on purely because of commercial income and revenue and everything else. That the the market isn't as competitive as what it normally is. Well, it just normally is year to year. So now is the time where you want to be. Just flexing your muscles, your Man United. If you've got, you're not telling me Man United do not have a hundred million to spend on a player like this. Yeah, he's he's a he's a premium, it's a premium level, premium price tag because he's a British lad and he's a young rising star. Is he's, mm. he's, he's had the spotlight on him now? It seems like pretty much ever since he went over to Dortmund, which ridiculously he was signed for what seven million. <laughs> Dortmund, Dortmund just want to do what Dortmund do. They want to get a, a nice big profit for a player who. Can, would you argue against him being worth that right now? You look at his stats. He's, he's a young lad who's had, what, 20 goals, 20 assists this year? It's frightening. You're looking at players like Rashford, who are competing with him in England. He's not drawing anywhere near those numbers. Mm. You, you might argue that he's a slightly different player, plays a little bit differently, not as, um, I don't know, not as much of a, a poacher as what Rashford mm. is. But in terms of overall what he brings to a team and his qualities... Pay the pay Dortmund, pay him hundred million. <laughs> He's worth it. It's it's. I'm scratching my head here. I, don't, I understand the wage structure thing. You've got players like the Hayer on these crazy contracts, Pogba, people like this. But I'm not being funny. If they look around right now in the world of football, and they look at what they've done this year. Can they honestly, do they have a foot to stand on arguing with that lad getting paid more than them based on how he's been playing over the last couple of years? And we'll get to De Gea and Pogba and Sanchez in due course. Um, I'd say for England, certainly, it would be a sensational sign to have him playing week in, week out with someone like Rashford. It's coming home, of course, next year. It's good news. <laughs> uh, but if you can't get him, is Jack Grealish an adequate replacement in United fans' eyes? Uh, adequate is <laughs> a strong word, isn't it? Very strong word. Um, myself and I say this a couple of times when I'm talking to these podcasts, myself and my father have often have arguments in terms of uh, Man United. And we were watching, we were watching uh, the United-Villa game a couple of weeks ago. And um, it's, yeah, that one really highlighted exactly why I'm not a big fan of Grealish coming to a club like United. Um, somebody, I think Graeme Soonis mentioned that he's the player who's, I think he's drawn the, mo the most fouls, obviously. Well, one of the players who's drawn one of the most fouls in the, the Premier League this year. Uh, but if you watch the way he plays, he takes too many touches. He hogs that ball. And it's, it's not the type of player right now with the philosophy that United are building that they need. You look at players like Bruno and Pogba's had to cut it out of his game big time. If you look at Pogba a couple of years ago, he, he, he was the exact same. You get the ball, try and do a few step overs, flick it over, look, look what's going on. And the pace would just be zapped out of the game. Whereas when you've got somebody like Bruno there, he literally picks that ball up and goes, right, have we got somebody on? No, okay, ping it somewhere else. And just, he's constantly trying to up the tempo or at least dictate the tempo and not just making it all about him. So Grealish is a talented lad. He's definitely got something about him. He's dragged Villa through this season at times, but he'll quickly get found out at United. If he tried to do something like that and try to be the man, be the focal point of that team, I don't think he's got 
And if you look at other players in the world right now that can do that, that can, that can afford to take multiple touches mm. and really command a game, he's not quite at that level. So, I, yeah, not a big fan, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'd make the argument that Grealish needs sort of a, a sort of staggered uh, upgrade in the Premier League mm. almost, that he's got this Villa side that is basically not necessarily built around him, but relying upon him to, to make the difference for the most part. Obviously, got other players like McGinn, etc., yeah. who can do that sort of thing. But... I'd want it almost like a stepping stones thing. If you go from relegation threat and Villa to a side who have some good players, but you know, you won't get lost in the shuffle and an Everton, for example, or, yeah. and God forbid this happened, a, a, you know, a Wolves. I mean, they've got so many talented midfielders, maybe not Wolves, but, um, well, it's, it's, it's leaping same... straight into United. Yeah. He, he, I, I worry he'd be out of his depth. It's the same point everyone's making about Dean Anderson. Um, he, he's, a, he's a talented lad. He's had a, a, a really high-level season uh, for a lot of his age. But to talk about him being drafted into United now as an, a, the number one, it's, it's Sheffield United and Manchester United. It's, you need somewhere in between, like you said, an Everton, the Wolves. Tottenham are probably, as much as Tottenham like to think, they, they're <laughs> now banging on that top four door consistently. Judging on what we've seen this year, Having players like that going to a Tottenham won't be the worst thing in the world. They need to start probably looking at those, looking at teams lower down and going, right, who can we cherry pick again? Not not trying to punch so high and, and trying to bring in 60 million, 70 million uh, pound players just to, to make themselves look like a credible threat. Uh, stick to what Tottenham have done in the past. We've talking, talk, talked in the past about David De Gea. Um, some shock reports coming out recently linking United with Schmeichel, not the usual one, Kasper Schmeichel, yeah. uh, to be brought in. Um, not necessarily as a stopgap. I think he's a brilliant goalkeeper mm-hmm. and certainly wouldn't be treated that way. But yeah, could they replace David De Gea, like you say, is the, in the interim whilst they allow Henderson maybe another season to develop? Um, it's a really tough one with De Gea because... Schmeichel's a fantastic keeper. I think if they did bring him in, I think uh, the idea would be more for competition than to instantly replace him. Like when they when they had, I think it was Anders Lindegaard and De Gea when they were both youngsters and they were just vying for mm-hmm. a, a place. And it was really good competitive atmosphere and it brought the best out of De Gea. Probably, that probably helped his uh, progression as a player more than Nathan, more than the putting the weight on and everything else. I think that nice, uh, friendly, competitive atmosphere helped him. But I'm looking at players like Romero still in that squad as well. Romero's... Argentina's number one. <laughs> it, you, people forget this. He's, he's been outstanding. Uh, obviously, we're not going to go into too much de- detail about the Europa League and other competitions like that, but he has been a linchpin for United in those competitions when he has played. And I think I, I think he was quite unfortunate not to play in the FA Cup semi-final. I think if he would have been in that game, he deserved it. He played in a lot of the other FA Cup games. Um, but in terms of De Gea, it's just... It's just hilarious how quickly the, the narrative switched. You make mm. a couple of mistakes and you go from being this world class goalkeeper to, to yesterday's news now, and he's going to get shipped out. And oh, the hair's terrible. But he, he had a really bad World Cup. We all remember this. He had a, a, a really publicised World Cup, made a lot of mistakes. I think that first game against Portugal, he made a few howlers. And um, he's not quite recovered uh, his confidence since then. I think his uh, coach that he had at United. His goalkeeping coach that had helped him do all his years at Atletico left. Um, and that, that has seriously affected his confidence as well. I think he just needs, I'm not sure, the, the confidence boost thing, it's easily said, just said, oh, just give him a pat on the back and he'll be good as new again. <laughs> you need a bit more focus on De Gea. I think they've taken him for granted to a certain extent because he's been so consistent over so many years. They've just gone, right, keeping's fine. We've got keeping. Let's, uh, let's focus on the defending <laughs> the midfield in the attacking part. I think if they 
I think one of the best signings United can make this summer is bringing somebody in, perhaps, to work with De Gea that can get him back up to a level. You talk about bringing in all these top-class players and these midfielders and bringing in a world-class centre-back, people like this, which is definitely something I'm all for. But in terms of working with what we have, you want to be... He, he's On his day, he's still a world-class goalkeeper. Mm. He's a young lad in terms of goalkeeping anyway. He's still, a, he's still probably just about in his prime bubble now. Never mind a couple of years ago. So he's not a lost cause. I'm all for bringing in competition. Competition's great. It's how you win leagues. It's how you win multiple titles in a season. You look at the, the 1999 season with United, we just had depth everywhere. We need that. We, we can't just rely on De Gea or have Romero playing in all the, the kind of the lower, let's say, competitions. And then when it comes to the final, throw De Gea in. And it shouldn't work that way. Just have multiple players vying for different positions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We will get into potential other signings in a second, but we need to clarify what's going on with the current squad at the moment. Um, there's always a question mark around Paul Pogba. Alexis Sanchez seems to be more straightforward. I know United are working on shipping him out to, to Inter Milan uh, permanently. What's going on with, with those and what do you want to happen with them and, and other players in this squad? Um, I wish Alexis Sanchez all the best, to be fair. Like, I, I think it, it wasn't his fault that he, he got tangled up in the deal he got tangled up in to a certain extent. Like, he was at Arsenal. He wanted to get out of Arsenal. Somebody went, right, there's loads of money. Come to Manchester United on a swap deal. Cool. No one's going to say no to that. Um, in terms of his actual form and everything else, if you look at his time at United, whenever he went playing internationally, when he went playing for Chile, he was still performing. For whatever reason, when he was at Old Trafford, I don't know if it was, again, the support thing, the, the people around him, the, the managers that he had, it just didn't click. He never looked like the same player. Now he's gone straight to Inter Milan, and he's looking like he's rediscovering that form a little bit. So it just for it happens. People like Di Maria came to United, world-class player, outstanding player, one of the best in his positions, just didn't click. Whether it's just living in Manchester, which, you know, is not for everyone. Um, <laughs> whether it's things like that, whether it's just... 
not meshing with the style, the English football. You can't really say the English football thing for Sanchez because of Arsenal, obviously, but I just wish him the best. Uh, in terms mm. of Pogba, I'm starting to see a side of Pogba that I really enjoy. Um, mm. I've been a, a vocal critic of him in the past when he's, like I've said, when he's been like a player like Grealish where he hogs the ball a bit too much and tries making it a bit all about him. It, it has happened. Uh, but in recent times, definitely post-lockdown, um, he's he looks like a team player. And when he when he when he is a cog, when he when he knows his job and he just he throws his weight around, he's such a powerful force in that midfield and commands the game and just puffs his chest up a little bit, but doesn't make it all about him. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference. There's a difference between commanding and leading your team by example and just being I don't know arrogant and just going right. I just I just want to be flashy. Look at these step overs I did, and I just lost the ball. Like there's a big difference between that and. I think he's maturing as a player. I'd like to see him stay at United. I, th- I think a lot of these rumours now uh, that were swirling around Pogba just months ago have all died down. I think mm. obviously the current situation has had something to deal with that, obviously, because not many teams have got the money to splash out on a Pogba now because you are going to be looking around that 100 million mark for a player like him. Um, so I think he seems comfortable. He's got his mates there. Um, I think the, the arrival of Bruno's helped him no end because mm. they just look like a force now together. Uh, I'd like to see what happens going forward with him. I think if he, I think he will put together his best season yet next year. Just the, no, no real controversy surrounding him. I think his head's clear, and yeah, I think we're going to see the best of Pogba. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see what United do next season. Um, on paper, I think they've got a sensational base for that squad. You talk about the spine of a side, and yeah, let's accept the fact that. There are issues with De Gea, but on his day, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Dean Henderson is, of course, uh, potentially there or could be coming back to United. Uh, defensively, you've got Harry Maguire, you've got Juan Bissaka, you've got Matic really rediscovering some form, mm-hmm. Fernandez, Pogba, like you said, and then Rashford, Martial. The list goes on and on and on. Um, so, yeah, like as I said, as a base, especially if you can add someone like Sancho to that mix, it's mm-hmm. really exciting. Uh, who else? Do you think they need to sign? I've seen reports about Chilwell, uh, another FIFA legend of, of mine, Kaladu <laughs> Koulibaly, um, is another one being linked to that. Uh, even someone like Raul Jimenez, who mm. had a sensational season at Wolves and is being linked with many, many clubs. Uh, who else do you, do you want to see them sign or do they need to sign? Uh, I think the Raul Jimenez one is a nice... Uh... Not, and this is no knock on Igalo because I think he's come and he's done a job, really. He's done... He's done more than what anybody could have expected of him when we brought him into the team. Uh, but I think uh, Raul Jimenez will be a nice upgrade in terms of what he brings to a squad. Do you know what I mean? He's a good target man, a real predator in the box, and he just brings something different. If they started with a Martial up front or a Rashford up front, if the game wasn't going from you bring him on, it changes the complexion completely. Um, then there's also a lad from Monaco, and I was just watching a few clips on him earlier today, and I think he's, I, I don't want to butcher his name, I think it's a Buddha Shield, I think his name is, uh, from Monaco. I'm just going to check if I've got that right, actually. Um, <laughs> Bad, uh, Badia Shield, sorry, uh, Benoit Badia Shield, um, and he just looks fantastic. We've been linked to him um, over the last couple of days, and he's he's young. Uh, he looks super composed, really physical as a player. Um, I think that's something United are missing at the back um, because we've got we've got let's say a commander there now in Maguire, somebody who can direct traffic, somebody who can really organise that back line. I think we need now an explosive centre back next to him, somebody who's just gonna. But whenever they need, let's say a lot of the times when United get counter-attacked, they get caught up for pace with the two centre-backs. They've not got the quickest centre-backs in the world. You've got somebody like him there. It just covers you a little bit. You look at people, you look at teams like 
Liverpool have got Van Dijk there and you know, Joe Gomez is no slouch. He's mm-hmm. obviously plays a fullback in his uh, young years as well. Um, you've also got uh, with City, Laporte's not a slouch. Like you need you need that pace and that physicality at the back, especially in centre back positions in the modern game. Um, in terms of midfield, like you said, it's it's suddenly within a season we've gone from <laughs> lacking all these options and suddenly you've got McTominay, Matic has rediscovered himself, Pogba and Bruno look brilliant. Um, up front, uh, if we bring in Jaden, then you've got wingers galore. You've got Greenwood, who can play as a striker as well. He's looking a player and a half. Like he's looking. I know everyone just jumps on the hype train instantly, but he's looking a fifty million pound striker already. It's just it's frightening how quickly uh, United have progressed in the ranks. And then you've got uh, the young Brandon Williams at left back. He's yeah. completely. Uh, he stuck a rocket up Luke Shaw's ass. It's it's. It's the same thing. Again, it's that competition thing. It comes out of nowhere and suddenly, whoa, on my toes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to perform to my best now. Uh, you got Juan Bessaka at right back. looking brilliant. I don't think he's going to get displaced in this team anytime soon. But maybe bring in a right back to cover him. Brandon mm. Williams can play right back. But it'd just be, yeah, the, if you're going to be winning these leagues and Champions Leagues, FA Cups and the rest of it, you look at City when they had that domestic dominance a couple of years back. They had a squad. The bench was routinely, you look at the bench and you'd be like, my goodness, they walk into every other team in this league. It's frightening. So I'm not asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> just just five players. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though, because it's, as much as fans of, of uh, teams outside the top six, for example, will roll their eyes at putting world-class players on the bench, it is about depth. This is a long, old season, uh, especially with cup games, Champions League games, um, and you want to do well being back in that competition now. And you looked, uh, just need to look at what happened to, to City when they lost Laporte. It, mm-hmm. Season collapsed. And, uh, you know, if you lose someone like a, a Maguire, um, who's such a, like you say, such a presence in that back four, you need other people who can really step up. And, you know, maybe it's Bally, maybe it's some of the names you mentioned there. Uh, Chilwell, I, I've seen linked to it. And I, I love Chilwell, but mm. I also really enjoy Luke Shaw. And like you say, Williams is a perfectly adequate replacement. So I don't see that happening. Uh, I think final- Chilwell, sorry, really quick. The big thing with Chilwell, the only reason I kind of steer clear from Chilwell in terms of an option for us, it's just it's the asking price. Yeah. It's, it's, they're looking at, what, 80 million for a left back, which he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. But if you're going to pay 100 million for Jaden, I don't think you're bringing in him no. as well for 80 million. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, finally, we mentioned you are in the Europa League tonight, uh, already 5 0 up on aggregate against Austrian side LASK. That's Lask. 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 We love Lask. Um, that's sort of a given. It's a weird situation to be in because there was a point in this season where a lot of United fans were going, all right, well, if we don't make the top four, then we still got the route of the Europa League. Now, obviously, you are guaranteed Champions League football next season. This is a sort of added bonus. You obviously get to start the season later as a result of being in this competition. How do United fans feel about it? You know, it's always a sort of forgotten competition until mm. you get to these latter stages. But you look around, obviously Wolves still in the competition, Rangers still in the competition. I think Inter Milan are one of the favourites as well, of course. How do United feel, fans feel about this? Do they want to win the competition? Do they just want to, you know, use this as a proving ground for some of their uh, squad players? Uh, or is it just a distraction and you kind of like your, your players to have a bit of a break before what could be a huge season for you next year? It's a tough one because... I think I think with most United fans, we're not satisfied with being a club that just 
you, you look back in your season and go, oh, getting Champions League football was the success of the season. We're, we're not that club. As soon as we start slipping into that, it's it, we're in a dangerous dangerous zone, really. So I think most United fans would want a trophy just because it's something to remember the season by. It's something to go, right, we had a successful season, we got Champions League football and we won a trophy. It just it, it, It's something to build on. I think mm-hmm. Ollie said it as well recently. Um, a lot of these younger lads who've now come into this squad that perhaps weren't in the team when they last won it, last won the Europa League, it's a piece of silverware. It just it just whets their appetite a little bit, and they go, "Oh, well, I like that feeling. Oh, let's go, let's go again." They won't exactly have the same feeling that those lads have because obviously they're not going to be in a stadium full of people. Um, in terms of starting the season later on, I think that's a big help if they can get to those latter stages. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to make too much of a difference, obviously, because there's still going to be a 30 day. No matter what, with all the teams, they're still going to have a nice 30 day break in terms of resting and everything else. But uh, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, if we, if we were if we were falling out of the Champions League places and it was looking like we're in some serious trouble, I would have gone, "Yes, we need to win this competition. It's it's the be all and end all." Whereas now, I've just looking through a couple of clips from the Europa League already. That's that's sort of what we've used this competition for. We've used it to blood youngsters and give some of the old guard a bit of a run out uh, just to keep them fit, just in case we need them. Matters had a heck of a Europa League. I, f- I forgot that he's he's scored a couple of goals. He's mm. uh, been quite important to to our campaign. Let's call it that. Uh, Greenwood's. Really, I think Greenwood came into his own mm. in that competition. I think get, being given that responsibility, I think Solskjaer's looking to one side and going, right, if you can make an impact here on this stage, this is technically European football, do your job here and you'll, you'll, you'll fly. And I think that's been uh, pivotal to his development. But I don't know. I'd, I'd be quite happy to win it, obviously, because trophy's a trophy. But it's, it's now just it's a bit of a novelty, isn't it, really? <laughs> Knowing our track record on this channel, though, you'll lose 6 0 tonight and be out of the competition. So, and uh, let, us, <laughs> <laughs> let us know your thoughts on uh, Man United uh, and the transfers and things that they need to do during the close season in the comment section. And let us know which other teams you'd like us to cover. We'll no doubt be covering several more teams uh, during this weird interim period where there's also still loads of European football going on. Uh, and let us know your thoughts and everything, as I said, in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Gareth Morgan at GMorgan04. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football Two for daily football podcasts. But this has been it's all kicking off. My thanks to Gareth Morgan. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.